Welcome back to the Two Guys Four Cents podcast, where we work on normalizing conversation while trying to be as objective as possible. Eric, you're back again. This I'm time back, you're back again. Backstreet Boys. All right. All right. Okay. Uh, that was just me testing out the new mic. Check, check. Yeah. Check, um, check. His voice listen, is sexy. Listen, Steven. Now. I mean, thank you very much. It was always sexy, but perhaps now it's even it's even more. Even it's probably so, just right. uh, the the expression I use is crispy. My voice sounds crispy. It does sound crispy while also having bass. Yes, of course, of course. Um, listen, uh, difficult conversations and objectivity. Do those two belong to each other? I, I haven't. Uh, I, I don't see that a lot. Well, it's definitely two difficult subjects, and you know that's what we're trying to do right here, right? So, absolutely, um, that's the movement we're striving for. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. So what's going on this week? What's on the agenda today? Yeah. So listen, we're going to have another deep one. Uh, I think it's going to be even deeper than the first. We are diving deep into, drum roll, conservatives versus liberals. Or should I say the demon conservatives versus the angel liberals? All right. (laughs) Okay. Well, what a start. What a start. So, yeah, guys, it's about uh, conservatives and liberals. Here's our two cents. Okay, guys. So, the plan for the beginning of the episode, we wanted to go through, uh, first of all, the inauguration uh, with uh, Joe Biden. So, let's go through it. Um, I'm going to start off by saying how impressed I was with uh, Joe Biden's speech. I found it was a leadership speech, right? The message was, it's not about uh, your favorite team, right? So it's not about Democrats, it's not about Republicans, it's not about conservatives or liberals. It's about working as a team. It's about, right, the United States of America, the United States. So... I really, I really enjoyed that message. Um, it, it's a refreshing message after four years of uh, spew. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was a well-needed message. And one thing that I noticed, I'm not sure if you noticed, um, Eric, was that he never mentioned his, pre- his predecessor at all, Trump. Never mentioned him by name. Never me- even mentioned my predecessor or anything like that, which I found quite interesting and reassuring. Um, and well, I mean, why, why give him the attention? Obviously, no, listen, right. I mean, if I was Trump and, and, you know, if I'm in that little crazy brain of his, he's probably thinking, oh, you know, I'm not going to show up to the inauguration. They're going to talk about me while I'm not even there. Yeah. But, but they'd yeah. even pay attention to it. And that is, listen, silence is powerful. Silence is absolutely powerful. And uh, it was well used. And he wasn't brushed upon, and I like that. I enjoyed that. It's uh, back to the age of boring politics, which is the way that it should be, not exciting, oh, what did someone tweet today or what's going wrong today? Yeah, pretty much. Um, yeah. One thing I would like to also underline is is the professionalism of uh, – I, listen, I, I wasn't a huge fan of him either, Mike Pence, but he was at the inauguration. He was there, he, yep. He handed down the power with authority and professionalism, and that was good to see as well. Yes, it was. It was. Okay, and listen, Joe Biden did not waste any time. Um, absolutely no time at all. So the, in his little time in the office, he has already joined back the Paris Climate Agreement, which is huge. Oh, yeah. And he also canceled the uh, Keystone Pipeline. Which yes, uh, which will affect Canada? What do you think? What are your thoughts on that, Stephen? He will. So I I'm also wondering. I'm sure that it's something that is sort of a tradition when somebody goes in and goes into office for the first day and tackles a couple things. I'm not sure that it's always as major as this is, but it was good to see, and it's good to see that he's like right on the grindstone. He's going at it, working politics how he should. So he rejoined the Paris Climate Agreement. Um, for those of you that don't know, it's a pact with the United Nations and all countries that are contributing to it to do the following. Um, and I grabbed this from The Guardian, I quote. The agreement's official goal is to keep the world from becoming two degrees hotter 
than before industrialization, but its ambition is to limit heating to 1.5 degrees Celsius, a best case scenario, scientists see slipping out of reach. So that's sort of like the threshold that people are going towards, which is a major thing. So that's, it's not necessarily him doing, like actually physically doing something for climate change, but it's going towards the right step for a common goal that the world should be going towards, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. And so the second thing that he did was canceled the Keystone uh, XL pipeline. Yes, sir. This pipeline, um, I'm not sure if you knew this, Eric, but it would have carried more than 830,000 barrels of crude oil a day. That is That's a absolutely lot of oil. <laughs> bonkers. How much is, I mean, you can imagine a barrel of oil, right? I am currently picturing it in my brain. And that's, yeah, that's a lot of oil. So it was going to bring them from the oil sands. How much is it again? 830,000 a day. Hey, tabernacle. So, I mean, what it was is it was a connection um, from Artis Yalta to Nebraska, connecting the original Keystone pipeline that runs to the U.S. Gulf Coast refineries. Um, the reason it affected Canada is because a portion of it would have crossed into southern Saskatchewan, um, which would have obviously brought job opportunities for mm-hmm. people from Saskatchewan. Um, helping them build the pipeline, actually. But another thing which I read and I found it quite interesting is it it makes sense when you think about it, is that the railways um, in Saskatchewan will now be used to a greater extent to carry oil and a lesser extent to carry agricultural and manufacturing products Um, because they're going to be using oil either way, right? Oh, of course, yeah. So using that pipeline was a way to sort of mitigate the agricultural deficits and manufacturing deficits that they would have um and it will also uh another thing that i read from the guardian as well um says that it will also make it harder for western provinces to feel positively towards the u.s federally um since they feel like they are getting screwed and they can't deal with um the u.s federal like issue what's going on there um, with the trades and so on, which is something that, I mean, I knew that there was an issue with the uh, initial, like a problem in Canada with the cancellation of that pe- of that uh, pipeline, but... $8 billion project? Yeah. Oh, $8 billion. I didn't know that. Yes, sir. Another thing I liked is um, Biden, he made that promise a long time ago, and right away he followed through with it. I do like that, yeah. Right, and, yeah. and as we all know, uh, politicians love to say things. They don't yeah. necessarily write on paper. It's all, well, rainbows, unicorns on paper. But sometimes when they actually get into office, chaos begins. But so far, I so like, good. Listen, I know it it, it, uh, it has just begun. But listen, after that, uh, that, that four years, it's, again, it's refreshing. I'm ready. Uh, there's a couple more things he, uh, he also put into place, such as the, well, he talked about raising the minimum. Uh, from seven twenty-five to fifteen dollars an hour, the minimum um, wage. That's right. Yeah. Now, if I'm if I'm gonna think about it real quick, I don't think, or I hope, and at the end of the day, I don't really care because I'm not American, but I think it would be raising the minimum wage to fifteen in let's say throughout five years. Like I don't think it'll go from seven twenty-five one day to fifteen the other day. I think it'll no, be gradual. No, that's a good point. Right, I think it'll be gradual. There's no way you can just shock the economy like that. Yeah. Because um, if we start thinking about the consequences that it could have uh, on their economy, I mean, it might get interesting. You know, our dollar might have uh, have a lot more strength. And that is if that goes through, right? Very so, big for us, right? Because I mean, huge. Yeah. Yeah. So. It's there's a lot to tackle. I, I'm I would really hope that it would be over the five years, um, but like you said, it doesn't affect us. Okay, and lastly, to to brush on quickly after the first episode, I had talked about how I was worried about the far right movement and the inauguration and all the propaganda going around, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and that just goes to show you that indeed uh, extremism has made its way into into mainstream media, right? Uh, however, I was watching the news, uh, the other day and, and after the Capitol, uh, incident, 
the statistics showed that uh, truly showed that extremists are smaller groups with loud voices. Mm-hmm. Um, thankfully, a huge amount of the population was against what happened at the Capitol, which was good to see. But sometimes yeah. when you look at social media, sometimes you think you'd get the other message where it's like, oh, wow, like there's a lot of people that are that are like actually happy about the Capitol. Um, so that's what I mean when extremism made its way into mainstream media and how media uh, makes small groups louder, I find. so. But it was good to see because what does that say? Well, in my eyes, it says when shit hits the fan, people come together regardless of yeah. political belief. And, which is extremely uh, important. Which is incredibly, vitally important, right? Uh, when shit hits the fan, it's no time to mess around. No, um, no. And, and just the fact that they were able to come together and, and find some common ground, that's huge. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I like that mm-hmm. a lot. And, and to continue with, with the extreme groups, I think we would both agree that neither extreme is good. Right? Would you agree with that, Stephen? Oh, absolutely. I mean, when you're in the extreme of either side, um, it's very powerful and dangerous. Um we're going to go over the specifics of each, but it's it's like one resorts to one resorts to violence, one resorts to I mean, I mean, not specifically talking about politics either. If you go extreme in anything, if you're completely 100 percent on on fixated on something and that's the right answer over anyone that's dives into the topic we were talking about last week, you're not listening to anything else. And your view is the only proper way to to see things. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and and I found no conversation or discussion happening. Right. And it goes also much deeper than that. Um, the far left and the far right, it's beyond not just listening. It's also proposing outrageous policies. Right. And yeah. you also said, you know, one group is violent. No, on the extreme side, both groups are very capable of violence. Um, I'll get into that a little bit. After, I just want to uh, to touch on why I find it important that we can't necessarily isolate uh, even the extreme groups. Why do I think that? Well, listen, there's a lot of reasons. But personally, I think with isolation, progress ceases to exist, right? Um, we have to strive to inform and educate people uh, without the use of personal barrage, without the use of yelling, without getting angry or letting it get personal, right? listen as soon as you do that you lose it's game over yeah forget about it and if i were to give a a realistic example let's say you're teaching a class and a kid in the classroom he's he doesn't give a shit he's not listening to you he's not doing anything right what are you going to do are you going to jump on his back and start yelling at him no, no, you right. won't. I sure I mean, as hell hope not, no, right? So no. instead, what are you going to do? Well, instead, you're going to use your effective listening tools. You're hopefully going to remain calm. You're going to try to negotiate or discuss with them. You'll try your best and understand their point of view and where they're coming from, right? Empathy. Um, mm-hmm. And and I feel like that's how we can change. That's how we can strive towards something better, uh, united, together, as Joe Biden said, right? Yeah. And at the end of the day, I truly believe, even if you're on opposite spectrum of the political field, there is common ground somewhere. And we have to start with that. You don't start with with your disagreements. You know, there's no, no. point of doing that. Yeah. Uh, most people probably aren't aren't willing to, to discuss um, disagreements right off the bat. And I mean... That's fair, of course. Mm -hmm. So start with common ground. I think that's a good way to start. Um, For me especially, because as an educator, that's all I'm trying to do is I'm trying to bring people together and bring the things we have in common together. Um, Unfortunately, we don't see that in politics. So when I first got into the game, I had a hard time adjusting. Yeah, yeah. Like, for example, uh, like this past federal election, I was really active on social media, Mm -hmm. not posting and all that, but just looking around. Yeah, keeping an eye on things. Like I was doing that too. That's why I started, like I said, getting really into what's going on and interested in this stuff. Um, just to see like the, the sides and, and sort of analyze it all, not like 
picking fun or anything, but just over surveying it all. If it, yeah. Yeah. And, and, and just like you said, and just dry, genuinely trying to, to understand each leader's policies and their plans. And, mm-hmm. and what I did notice is just the amount of bias in the media and social media, Instagram, mm-hmm. especially because I don't have Twitter. It was outrageous. Um, yeah, I just I find it's no longer the game of informing yourself on each party. It's uh, you decide which candidate you like, and that's it. Yeah. And it yeah. seems to be more revolving around voting for your team, right? So liberals won't ver- vote conservative, and conservatives won't vote liberal. And, no, and um, the, the go the ahead. Best, sorry. Uh, the best kind of journalist is somebody that's super objective and sees both sides, compares them, and draws doesn't draw a conclusion starts conversation about something right um because nobody's ever always right it doesn't matter if you're if you're completely left or completely right nobody you should understand that nobody's always ever completely right about everything that's why you need both and you need conversation stuff like that happening right that's a very good point both sides um have some good messages and some bad ones so you got to filter through the bullshit and uh, go from there. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I just find it, again, it revolves around the team you like and not for the candidate that you think will excel for your country, right? We yeah. all live in the same country. We're all one people. All humans were created equal. That's what I believe anyhow. Yeah, um, absolutely. And I saw a lot of, like, for example, vote as if you're this, vote as if you're that, vote as if you're this, vote as if you're that. No, vote. Vote objectively. Not Don't necessarily vote for yourself, but vote objectively. Don't vote as if you're this or that. Vote objectively. That that, I think that would be important. And it's sort of um, with the, the, the big Trump thing and him being in office and all that, that it wasn't I feel like the right is the far right is so far removed that it's not about the goals of the Republicans anymore. It's about who was like, it was about Trump, right? It shouldn't be about the leader. No, it should be about the common goal. Exactly. Working up to chunking up to common ground. Yeah. And, and uh, um, other things that I see as well is a lot of people skipping over consulting or comparing the policies and just directly at, directly attacking uh, the adversity personally. So, Which for example, if the adversity personal views aren't the same as yours, you'll bash them and you won't vote for them. Right? Yeah. Like, and, and it's just a lot of bias. I saw that, especially with Andrew, Andrew Scheer. A lot of mm-hmm. people were comparing uh, his personal views and bashing him for it. Even though he said in a government, we're, we're not going to bring it up. No. And it, it should be completely separate, especially with somebody with that much power and that much say over, not uh, not specifically him with say over stuff, but he he's the representation of the country. And right. so you don't want him and what he stands for, even though it's not something that he's going towards with his his party, even though it's not something that they'll push. But if you don't want that like portraying you, mm-hmm. portraying the country. Right. And I'll be real clear. Uh, the example I gave was uh, Shear's view on uh, abortion, which his view was uh, he's pro-life. Mm-hmm. And naturally, a lot of women didn't like that. Um, I say naturally because it's their bodies, right? Yeah. yeah. However, I also don't think that should dictate your your decision on the vote. That's his personal view, and he said that uh, he wouldn't revisit it under government. Now, mm-hmm. if he if he was lying, that's a different story. That's another discussion to have, um, right? But but that's what I mean. Where words nowadays they don't mean shit. Words yeah. don't have a lot of power. Yeah, you can say yeah. all you want, but people are still going to either absolutely not believe you, or they'll just choose to ignore you. Which I found I find that sad. Like, it's just sad. It is sad. It, it, and at this point, like even with me, if somebody says, I'll give you my word for it, like there's not much weight to that anymore. And it's not it's it's society and what we've become. There's not there's not a whole lot of weight to that. No. There's only a select few people that I would honestly trust 
if you would ever say, I'll give you my word for it, I'll give you, if you give me $500. I'll give you $10,000 tomorrow. That's a lot of money. That's a lot of moolah. (laughs) And um, yeah, I just, I find that a a joke, uh, how you can can think like that. Mm -hmm. Because if we're going to, if we're going to take the same logic, right? Do you know Justin Trudeau's personal views? On abortion, I don't know. I didn't know Shears either, so. Well, his was more public, but I'm just talking about, let's just forget about abortion because I had talked about it with Shear. Okay. Let's use the same logic that that they were using where where um, where they didn't vote for him because of a personal view. Right. Oh, okay. Do those okay. people know Justin Trudeau's personal views? No, they don't. No, no. You you don't you're not supposed to know people's personal views unless you're extremely close to them. Mm-hmm. Um, or unless you're listening to our podcast. Or unless you're listening <laughs> to our podcast or other podcasts. Yeah. That too. You never know. You never know. But and you know, I didn't you, you don't know anyone else's personal views. You you know, just because you like Justin Trudeau or you like the Green Party, you don't know their personal views. No. So why would you why would that weigh so much? Is it, is my question is, is it because it's conservatives? Is that why it weighs so much? Because people trying to find each and every excuse not to vote for conservatives? I don't know. You know what I mean? Because we didn't see that with the other leaders. If we're going to talk about Shear's personal views, well, let's talk about all the other leaders' personal views. Yeah. But I mean, that election is long past, right? Yeah. It doesn't matter. That's just my, my, my opinion on that matter. Is, is personal views in politics, eh, it gets tricky. It gets really it tricky. And and, and you saw it in the debates as well. It's no longer about challenging each other's policies and breaking them down to find exactly how they perform. Mm-hmm. I mean, for Christ's sakes, you heard it. So many like questions. <laughs> for Christ's sakes. <laughs> for Christ's sakes, guys. Come on, guys. <laughs> um, no, but uh, for example, I remember I was watching the debates and somebody had asked, the green party like how are you going to get all this money she couldn't answer it yeah that's a joke and yeah. again like i said it's not it's no longer about challenging the policies and breaking them down it's simply about berating the other person personally with insults on their personal views to make to maybe influence the the voting a little bit i don't know yeah it's that's all about take. gaining the power and not like it's not i don't i don't feel like it's a lot of I don't feel like a lot of politicians want to actually better the country. Uh, some things I believe that it is true. Um, but like, I feel like a lot of people are just like, it seems like through the debate, like you're saying that they're just in it to try to win for themselves. Like competition. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and it shouldn't be a competition. It should be the best person in the person that this isn't a perfect world. The person that loses would be like, okay, obviously I wasn't, the proper person but this person will do a good job even though it's not all what I, what we believe in on our side absolutely but and that's in a perfect world and i don't think that would ever be fully realized but it's definitely something to strive towards definitely something to strive towards even if something is so far from being real you know you don't stop striving for it no that's for sure and um listen at the end of the day um that's just my two cents, right? And oh. I've never, it's, I, I'm not afraid to expand my, my, uh, my views either. For example, I've, in the elections, I'll be really honest, I voted liberal and I voted conservative. I voted both parties. So, yeah, which I'm proud to say as a Canadian. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, proud to say that you can vote as a canadian not legally vote but just there's somebody to vote for you feel like yeah absolutely absolutely okay now since we're on the topic obviously of liberals and conservatives which i also want to forewarn you guys we're gonna go much deeper than just liberals and conservatives but Mm -hmm. hang in there bear with me i'm gonna rant for a little more and then uh, we'll move on um listen as Jordan Peterson said in the last, uh, in that last clip in the last podcast, there's a time for liberals and there's a time for conservatives, right? So 
let's think about that statement for a second. So, does it make sense, first of all, to you, Stephen? That there's a time for both of them? Absolutely there is, yeah. Because it needs to, it's sort of like, think about the, you know, that weighing thing that has weights on both sides of it and has to be balanced. Mm -hmm. I don't know the name of it, but that's what it has to be. And if, if it was just on one side or one side was lacking a little bit, there would be no balance. Absolutely. I agree with that. And I'm going to take... P pendulum. Is it pendulum? I think I might be wrong with that. Never mind. <laughs> no, a pendulum is like the... It swings. Oh, okay. Pendulum. And it doesn't stop, I think. That's what it is. So, I was going to head into... Okay, I was going to talk about, for example, immigration. I was going to compare liberal policies to immigration and conservative uh, policies to immigration. So, for example, um, liberals will have less strict rules for immigration in Canada, and that's amazing, right? It's mm -hmm. valued, like, in my opinion, it's valued and needed Yeah. in Canada. That There is immigration no is doubt. Absolutely. There is no doubt. And I mean absolutely. that sentence with deep power. Like, mm -hmm. it's coming from my heart. Oh, yeah. And then, when, let's say, a conservative got voted in, then you've got the demon conservatives. <laughs> then they'll come in. They're gonna come in, and they're gonna they're eat gonna shift. Alive. Oh yeah, they're gonna eat you alive. They're gonna close down the borders forever. That's the way media sometimes like to portray it. Mm -hmm. But naturally, the conservatives will uh, tighten the laws on immigration, right? Mm -hmm. And in my eyes, listen, you can't always you can't always be opening the floodgates. Right. Especially in a country like Canada, we're not the biggest country and a lot of our country, we can't even live like it's. Yeah. yeah. Uninhabitable. Like it's well, almost I think it's almost more than half of it. Oh, yeah. It's it's insane. Right. So it, that that's why Ontario, for example, is so freaking dense. Oh, yeah. Um, So speaking about immigration, less strict rules on it, stricter rules on it, liberals, conservatives. There's a time for both because you got to let people settle in as well, mm -hmm. right? You can't just keep pouring people in. You got to let people settle in and move around, shift around, whatever that needs to be done. Mm -hmm. I mean, speaking about immigration... And you got to let the e economy also keep up, right? Yeah. Like it's... It's just there's it's, a lot to take in consideration. I understand I took a very complex matter to, to touch on. Yeah. But yeah. that's kind of the, I guess, I just wanted to give that an example to maybe give some imagery or, or something like that. No, it was, yeah, that was a good example. I immigration is, I mean, it's it's needed. We all, like, we're all immigrants. Like if we're, it's like, needed that's what and I, valued, and yes, we all are. That, wow, I massacred that. We are all <laughs> immigrants, absolutely. Yeah, and that's the part that is a little tough to understand from the right side is they like the most of them want to tighten down the laws, like you were saying. Um, talking extremes, no more immigrants at all. They're ruining our country. Well, that that's but, the extreme. Yeah, that's what would I said, be like the closing the borders. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. And so, but it, it's it's absolutely needed to boost our economy. There's so much exported or foreign currency coming into the country because of this, and it's that's it's become of it become a part of who Canada is now, right? Because it's oh, been I, happening for a while. It's it's just I feel like more than the states because of maybe because of the liberals have been in for a bit because we've been letting a lot of people in at the end of the day i have liberal and conservative values and i promise i'm not a demon <laughs> uh well listen nobody's actually told me i'm not a demon so i don't know i might be nobody's perfect either come on eric you're right you're right <laughs> um and overall he jordan peterson also says this a lot how bad it is uh to label right like oh you're conservative so you're this you're racist you're homophobic you're sexist it it's it's a terrible thing to do it yeah it drives people away it polarizes people mm -hmm. and you really shouldn't do that 
No. Um, and you shouldn't label e- liberals either, right? Or conservatives. You, you, it's just it's it's a terrible thing to do. Identity politics. It's no bueno. It doesn't get anywhere. Um, yeah, that's my take on it. Yeah. No. And it, sorry, go ahead. That's it's tackling on the same thing, like like a t- personally attacking people. It doesn't doesn't get anywhere. Right. That's basically all I wanted to say. Yeah, you'll never gain ground at all. Yeah. Only selfish ground. Yeah. On one of uh, Joe Rogan's podcasts, uh, Jordan Peterson also inspired me for probably the thou- thousandth <laughs> time in my life. He says, conservatives say this. Well, there's a job for everyone. If you work hard enough, get off your lazy ass. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's what conservatives say. Yeah. And that's not a correct statement. No. And then the liberals say, well, everyone's just about the same and you can train anyone to do anything. That's what Jordan Peterson said, mm-hmm. which I absolutely agree with. And again, at the end of the day, it's simply wrong. You can't train anyone to do anything and there's not a job out there for everyone. And it's just, that's, again, it's just, it's not a right way of seeing things. How should we see things? I don't know. I don't have the answer. I'm just mm-hmm. saying that's a sticky way of looking at things. It's just, it's a little too extreme, right? For example, I could never be a police officer. I could no. never, ever be a police officer. What What's no, a job just, that you wouldn't be able to do, Stephen? I would never be able to do labor work. Labor work, be, okay. Be out in the mines 12 oh my hours goodness. a day. Or yeah. in, in, in a factory making paper for 12 hours a day for four days. I would not be able to do that. Mm. No, me neither. Me neither. And that's why that's why everybody is the same. That is a that is true. Everybody's born equal, but you can't train anyone. They don't have the same well, skill no, set. N- no one's the same. What do you mean by that? Well, not the same. They're equal. We're like, all yes, we're all yeah, equal. Yeah. But that doesn't mean we don't have differences, right? That's right, and that's what I was saying with mm-hmm. like the skills, right? Like, sure, most skill sets can be learned. A lot of skill set you can learn a lot of skills if you really try to. You can. Doesn't mean you'll be great at it. No, and that's fine, right? And if you're doing you're it as a job, you're not to be great at everything, right? And if you're doing something you hate as a job, um, you're not going to last very long. And if you do last long, you'll you'll probably you probably won't be too happy. I would assume that's that's a true point too. It's yeah, you might be great at something, but you're, if you don't like it, there's no point in doing it. Like there's well, no, there might there's be a no, point. I mean, listen, if you're if you, if you tight on money, to, you need to pay yeah. bills. Well, you got to do what you got to do. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. But at the same time, um, purpose is important, and purpose usually leads. I think there's a direct correlation between purpose and happiness, and motivation. Right. Yeah. Well, when you're when you're feeling purposeful, motivation, happiness just kind of tags along. Yeah, it does. I find. It does. And um, I also want to make a a stance on how I don't associate associate the uh, the far left to liberals, nor do I associate the far right as conservatives. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do want to explain a bit of history in Canada. Uh, so back in the day, there was a reformed party uh, in Canada, which were very hardcore conservatives. So they were on the far right. Yeah. And then you had the conservatives which were more towards the center, but leaning towards the right. And then you had the liberals, which were close to center, but leaning towards the left. And then you had NDP, which was further left. Yeah. But now, um, the way I see it, well, now the Reform Party of Canada and the Conservatives came together. It's one thing now, yeah. Right, so now it's just the Conservative Party of Canada, uh, which I think was a wrong move on their part. Um. And then you've got the liberals that are starting to embrace far left ideas, uh, if I'm yeah. being quite honest. And if I'm going to normalizing it right now, uh, but, but, <laughs> right, like they're normalizing the far left ideas and make trying to right. So I mean, I think at this point, they should do what the conservatives do. Like, there's no point of having NDP anymore. Mm. 
Like they, they almost have the same ideas. So Honestly, it's like just, just come together. You're going to win every single year. A personal take. There's no reason <laughs> to have more than, uh, is there a reason to have more than two parties? Like, yeah, what, like I, one, yeah, like I ever see. win. I mean, maybe, maybe yeah, no, dude, go, moving, moving towards years you and years, I would say so. Well, I'm not, I'm not, this. I'm not taking it back, but I'm just <laughs> saying that's what I feel. Maybe I just ignorant on it. No, no. So no, you're not ignorant on it. It's, it's, we're talking about it. Right. So, but I heavily disagree. Um, right. Because I mean, we have what, four or five parties and right. There's always winners every year. But what I'm saying is, for example, the liberals had a minority win. Right. The the yep. recent elections. Yep. NDP had a lot of votes too. Conservatives were right behind the liberals. Um, so I feel like if the liberals and the NDP would come together, that would be a power move and a half. I feel like they would never really lose against the conservatives. That's what I oh, feel. Oh, it would be. So yeah, if, no. if, you know, if you lefties really don't want the conservatives in charge ever, it's might be something worth talking about. I'm actually and just kidding. Satire. <laughs> but I'm just saying it's also not too far of an idea because the liberals have embraced, like I said, pol- like very far left policies such as it's like, oh, Eric, what are you talking about? What policies? <laughs> Universal basic income mm-hmm. is very far left. What do you yeah. think about that? No, it is. It absolutely is. Um, before I continue more on that, just back to what I was saying where we should have two parties. I retract my statement because I was thinking when you were talking there, if we just did have the two parties, there's nothing to say that they wouldn't go extreme. So it'd be one extreme or the other. Right. Do you know what I mean? So if you don't have one extreme or the other, you have the parties that are more in the middle, liberals and conservatives. Right. But now the scary part is the conservatives are going farther right and the liberals are going farther left. It is. Yes, it is. That it to is. me is scary. Yeah. Yeah. Um, regarding you know, it coming together in universal basic income, I mean, there's a whole can of worms to to bring in with that but i i it's a it's a tough subject i personally like to feel i'm with you eric that it's not a good idea um because people that are comfortable living with minimum wage now uh, not minimum wage living with welfare right now not comfortable with it but are using it and taking advantage of it would be there's no reason to get a job otherwise right right which and which i think would also be a part of the welfare system being quite um it needs to be revamped how about that it's like like i was saying it's difficult it does need to be revamped but you can't just there's no option of either side of taking it away or giving more no no right? i would not I, I would not want to take it away no but it needs to be revamped how mm-hmm. uh, that's, that's that's another not podcast. our job <laughs> Nor is it our job. Maybe in the future. I don't yeah, know. It could be my job one in the future. Who knows? <laughs> but the reason I think universal basic income gets dangerous because as humans, right, we're in this, first of all, we're in this life together in this whole journey together. And it's a chaotic one. And it's a very, very harsh one. Mm-hmm. Regardless of your race, religion, creed, sexuality, orientation, life is harsh. Not on the same level for everyone, right? Some no, it's not it even. Way no. harsher than others. But yep. in general, life is harsh, very harsh. Yes, yes. And how we get out of negativity and chaos is purpose. Universal basic income, I find, and this one... This wouldn't touch on anyone. I, I would assume that a lot of people on universal basic income, I see the positives in it too because I yeah. see people on universal basic income able to strive on maybe maybe a side business. Maybe mm-hmm. they'll, they'll have an easier time with entrepreneurship or they'll have an easier time on working on projects, right, without worrying. They'll be able worrying. to devote. They'll be, I'm just going to yeah, – before yeah, Cut you, me off. You, Go before, ahead. Yeah. <laughs> again, we're always cutting each other off here. Uh, before 
like but they need they're able to plunge themselves deeper into something that they feel like they want to right. do right and they'll maybe realize that it's not entirely possible um to do that and succeed you can't succeed at everything you do right and, sure but it gives people a chance and gives people purpose maybe it'll it'll make i feel like in general not for the outliers it'll make them happy to be able to feel like they they're still making the basic income but they're able to pursue something that they want to do without killing themselves yeah exactly for sure and that i absolutely understand and that part absolutely would be good Mm -hmm. however let's talk about the negative side as well i think when you have people that are stuck in the rut let's say right and it's very difficult to get out of it Mm -hmm. universal basic income would i feel penalize those people trying to find purpose because universal basic income well it's guaranteed and for those people that are stuck in that loop they might not they might just decide to settle back down and that's it and the loop being anything like the loop being i feel like i just thought of this now bringing depression into it if you were going through depression and had that universal basic income like i've 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 been depressed before you have too um i'm not assuming right i've been through tough times in my life for sure those are those are podcasts we're going to talk about mental health i'm very passionate about mental health it's a uh it's a big big bullet to bite and it's an even bigger bullet to talk about so Mm -hmm. it's going to be a long podcast for sure oh yeah but so back to the point um that i was trying to make to to come across with is that like when you're in when you're going through a severe bout of depression, it might be something that's it's keeping you in that rut, right? Do you understand what I'm trying to say? Because there's something coming in, so there's not really a reason. There's no reason, purpose. Right, but I think it would fall even deeper than 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 perhaps depression. And no, it would. It would. That was just an example. Yeah. Yeah. No, and it, it, it is a good example. And I would also see it the positive way where if you're truly going through depression, well, you know that it's like nearly impossible to even just get out and get up yeah. out of your bed yeah. and just try to be productive. Yeah. So having that universal basic income would sustain would you until, until you're able to get back up on your feet. But not everyone would get back up on their feet. Yeah. Right? And that's the point I'm trying to make as well. Now, if you say, well, you, you know, universal basic income, if you start creating policies about it, maybe I'd be more willing to talk about it. But if it's guaranteed that everyone can get universal basic income, absolutely not. Uh, that's a step. I'm not saying it is communism, but it's it's, it's a step. It's pretty darn close. Yeah, I don't know if I would say pretty darn close. You but don't think so? Maybe more no. socialism? I'm not very really like familiar with socialism, but... I feel like it's leaning more towards socialism. Um, well, we are a socialist country, Canada. Yeah. I know that. But I don't... I, I, I'm not comfortable with the definition of socialism. Like, okay. I don't know what it is. So I'm not okay. going to talk okay. about it. But you can. Um, no, fair. But, yeah, I mean, it's a step towards that extreme left and mm-hmm. and an extreme left measure is communism there right? shouldn't be and an extreme right would be fascism right yeah. if we're going to give two examples because we're objective <laughs> and from the same point like um we were saying when somebody if minimum wage stays the way that it is now which is not perfect universal basic income wouldn't work because you minimum wage already doesn't work. So why would adding more money does that make sense? Why would it why would it just all of a sudden work? Right. You know when people say, you know, money doesn't create happiness. Well, money doesn't solve problems either. No. The no. the problem money creates is, more problems. Absolutely. And different the, problems. Sorry, not more, different problems. And perhaps more in some situations. It could be. Yeah. But it's much deeper than just money. Mm-hmm. 
right? Mm-hmm. It's motivation, and, purpose. Well, the, and yeah, those two and mental health, right? Yeah. Yep. Um, how we are as a culture, mm-hmm. which is another podcast. Um, yeah, so I feel like that would definitely not help with trying to find purpose and it could get dangerous at that point. It could be, yeah. However, let's get into the extremes and why they are bad. So, extreme right. What would be an example of extreme right? Well, I'll be quite frank. Extreme right equals Hitler. Fascism. Fascism. That's extreme right. Yeah. Extreme left would be an example would be uh, Stalin. Mm-hmm. With the USSR and communism. And communism. Yeah. 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 So those are two examples of the extreme left and the extreme right. Both of the extremes, they had over 100 million deaths or more. Oh, yeah. So that is why I think both extremes are extremely dangerous. <laughs> Right, so let's talk about that. Jordan Peterson, again, I know that name. <laughs> this might, is going to be a recurring theme, I think. Especially for me. I mean, <laughs> I've I've read his book. Um, I I listened to a lot of his uh, lectures. It's just a brilliant human. I find mm-hmm. some harsh views, absolutely, but that doesn't. Which is like everybody, though. Everybody has harsh views. You have harsh views. I do too. Absolutely. And that's that's just human. But that doesn't take away everything else that he says. No. Like I feel no. like a lot of people do that. And it's it just doesn't, yeah. absolutely not right. I mean, that no. guy is a genius. So, mm-hmm. But I understand this, some of the frustrations, but I'm not going to get into it. So let's talk about the far right and the far left. So um, I'm going to start with the far right because World War II is a subject that I am passionate about. So first of all, let's get it out of the way. I'm going to expose the quote-unquote heroes that would have stood up in Nazi Germany. Would you Would you have been one of those, Stephen? Would you have been a hero standing up to the Nazis? See, that's a real difficult question uh, because you, you would like, I feel like you would like to think that you would have been. Mm-hmm. Um, in that situation, though, People, I feel like, tend to forget or not remember. Well, that's the same. That means the same thing. <laughs> People tend to not realize yep. that. <laughs> forget or remember, not remember. Yeah. People tend to not realize that it was them or us, right? Like you didn't really have a choice. Well, that you... that's what usually happens when you're fearing for your mm-hmm. whole entire life. Mm-hmm. Usually, you take choices that you don't necessarily want to do. And I'm going to drop the hammer here and say nearly all of us would have been Nazis. All right, guys? So stop trying to play the hero card. There's a clip. (laughs) Okay? Like, holy smokes. Okay, listen. I'm going to be the first one. I would have been a Nazi prosecutor. I wouldn't have been a hero. Sorry. That's not not who I – well, it's not who I am. So I just – listen. Odds are it wouldn't have been me. So I don't think it would have been. I would have been fearing for my life. And back then, if you – spoke up well guess what the next day you were gone you disappeared overnight oh yeah because the ss or the brown shirts or the gestapo which was the uh, police the the nazi police they would come into your house they would take you and uh there you go you would cease to exist so and i will i will go even further okay and say because people love to talk about privilege so Let's talk about it. If you truly think you would have been a hero versus the Nazis, I think that that's your privilege talking. Mm-hmm. Because we live in a society where we, thankfully, we didn't have to face that. And there's no way you could predict how you would react. No. No matter how much you'd like to think you do. And that, that's a realization I had to make for myself. Mm-hmm. It's a tough realization because you like to think that you would have been the well, person, and I'm gonna do this, and this is not happening. Mm-hmm. And that's your I, ego. But 
That's yeah. your ego talking. And man. your privilege. And your privilege. Your ego and your privilege combined to make the worst team in the world. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's what I have to say about that. Um, and, 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 you know, and, and some people ask great questions like how, how did Nazi Germany happen? Which is a great question, right? Fear, silence, and manipulation. A lot of fear, right? And and if again, if you would ever dare speak up, lots of censoring. That was it for you. You were mm-hmm. done. Mm-hmm. So, when you fear for your life, you might make different kinds of choices that you thought you wouldn't be. It would it would be impossible for you to take. But that's the reality of things. And it's a natural instinct to be selfish when it's either you or them. Which I think would be um, natural. I mean, that's and, human nature. Yeah, that's like the the bystander effect, right? Do you, are you familiar with that? I am, but for anyone who isn't, you should explain it. When there's a group of people and you're witnessing something that's going on that's bad, it's exactly what we're talking about. Is that you? Everybody says, "Oh yes, I'm going to do something." Behind before or after, but nothing happens. In the because moment, yeah. In the moment, and there's a group scared. of people. You don't want to be the first person to do something, right? But it and it's, it usually it's social, takes. Sorry, go ahead. It's a psychology, like a psychological effect. Like it's proven, and there's a bunch of studies on it. Yeah, and when that first person takes that first step, a lot of people will follow. It just but takes it's that one getting person. to the first per- first step. Yeah, it's, right. It's getting that one person that's going to take that big ass step. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Which is extremely like scary to think about having to have made that first step because i guarantee you there's so many people that were forced to do to to be like a nazi and become that that didn't want to even people that were close to hitler maybe they got brainwashed well they were definitely brainwashed i think the 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 people that were close to hitler were truly evil um Mm -hmm. maybe not in the beginning no right because but when you're forced to do it but when you're eventually told the same time. facts over and over and over and you this get is the truth. Yeah. yeah absolutely. That's yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and we almost saw it with America. I mean mm-hmm. Trump was starting to brainwash a lot of people. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Right? And um Yeah. And now let's talk about the far left. The left. So for example, like it's incredible, and I don't know if you agree with me, but it's absolutely incredible how misinterpreted Cuba is. It is. And I feel like it's scary, too, because a lot of people know, jumping on that Cuba thing that you were saying, I feel like if it's a, I feel like it's a general consensus that most people know more about what happened in World War II. They know more, more stuff about it, even though there was a lot of loss on both ends, right? Like with the USSR, there was a ton of losses too, but that's not well documented or well known. Right. Because it was very hidden. Mm-hmm. But Cuba is back to your point. Absolutely misinterpreted. Yeah. And like, for example, if you like Google Cuba, all you're going to see is very nice, colorful houses, beautiful, sandy beaches. Holy Amazing. Smokes. The beaches it's- are nice. Not every, well, not every beach is. No, but the resort beaches that are groomed, they take pictures of are nice. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, and then you know it's it's all well and good, and everyone forgets that it's it's communism, it's mm-hmm. communist country. And then you land in Cuba. Uh, well, okay, to be fair, I've never landed in Cuba, but I've watched a YouTube video where people land in Cuba and uh, but I know you have Steven so you 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 take this one you bite So when I point. went to Cuba like you said it was all I never I've never been to like a real third world country like that um I've been to islands on cruises maybe um but you see the tourist areas you don't see the other spots of the islands um, right. in the Caribbean and so when we landed there we we landed at the the big airport I don't remember the name of it and we drove to our resort. Now it was an hour, hour and a half drive in a okay. bus. Okay. You were driving. It was nice, nice, nice. And then there was, it was just like you hit a wall and the people were building their houses out of mud. Mm-hmm. There was, there were roadblocks 
that the bus had to stop at and the bus driver had to talk to the person about and say, this is what I'm doing with them. Right. There was people walking around um, militia. It's not militia, is it? No, I don't think it's militia. I have no but idea. But the, the government walking around with, with guns, like AKs. Military everywhere. police. And everybody, it was just like, it was super depressing. Mm-hmm. And I've never seen something like that before. And like you said, it's not well documented. It's not well known. Right. Right. And you know why I think that is? Why is that? I think it's because there's a line on the right where it goes too far. And then there's a line on the right. Sorry. And there's no line on the left. Yeah. So does that make sense? The The right can go too far, but the left can't? No, it doesn't like make where, sense. Like, for example, like I think the the line on the right side would be as soon as you start thinking you're superior to someone else because of your either race, religion, creed, sexuality, orientation. As soon mm-hmm. as you start thinking you're better than other people because of those things, yeah, you're stepping over that line. Yeah. That's a big step over that line. It's not like yes, a tiny one. That's a big mm-hmm. step over that line. But mm-hmm. my question is, Where's the line on the left? Mm-hmm. Right? Can we have ninety different genders? Mm-hmm. That's a sorry whole for other. being controversial, but <laughs> can we? Like, I don't know. Ninety—that yeah. seems like a lot. Ninety is why not eighty-nine? Why not eight? Why not seventy-one? There you go. Sixty-nine. Or, I don't know. You know what I mean? So yeah. Where's the line? And that's not going to answer all. All the. All the questions. Mm. But I think it, it's definitely a beginning. It's definitely a beginning. Yeah. I think that's where we need to start is draw the line on the left side. Mm-hmm. I'm that not going to draw a, that line. but No, no. That would, that would, be, a, that would be a great a great start, absolutely. You know, um, so it just goes to show you that neither extremes are good and people forget how truly devastating communism is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's... I was just thinking about it as I was talking. Would you agree with me when I say that the extremes on both sides sort of almost meet up? Like they're both at the heart the same thing. Yeah, definitely. Right? Like tell me the USSR, the communism, and Hitler, and the fascism was – they're the same. Yeah, they're they're motivated by the same motives, right? Power, greed – yeah. Things like that. Yeah. Very, very negative stuff. Mm-hmm. So, and it's yeah, a I think vicious that's, cycle. that's a very good point. It's a vicious cycle. When you're, when you're in that, in that scenario and you're in a, like a fascist government or a communist government, it's a circle because that's all you're seeing. There's no, there's no out, there's no, you believe that it's the best thing that there is because they don't allow you to see other places like china banning facebook they have no social media like we have no facebook they can't talk to themselves unless the government is watching every single thing they do and that's severely undocumented too absolutely yeah yep it's very powerful stuff it is it should be definitely talked about which is why we need balance balance exactly we need both sides to talk about their issues and come to conclusions. We need to chunk up the common ground. Mm-hmm. And we need to stop responding with... Sorry. We need to stop responding to impulsiveness with impulsivity. Mm-hmm. That's, that's... Like, just, like, take a, a step. Point. Just... Before... Before even answering a question, take time to ponder on the question. Mm-hmm. Right, like we're so and really quick understand these days. it. Right, right. Not only like that, really, yeah. really understand what they're saying to you and what the question is without getting your personal biases or your personal views mixed up with it. Right, because that is extremely easy to do. I'm the first to say it. Oh, I've probably done it twenty thousand times this podcast. Yeah, yeah. And I in a perfect know, world, maybe. in a perfect world, there would I wouldn't say twenty times, maybe maybe thirty. <laughs> Maybe, oh, okay, okay. 
Okay. Well, how about this? We need, like, if somebody asks you a question, pause, ponder, understand the question to its core. You know, because we're so quick to to answer and we're so used to get it, getting everything now, 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 now. You know, they're like, for example, Amazon Prime, right? It's like, if you're waiting more than a week, people complain about it. Like, and man, that is like, extremely weird because I remember, it's just going to make me sound, oh, I remember when, but <laughs> when you ordered something online, it was normal to get something in two weeks, right? Do you remember oh, that? Oh, yeah, man. Dude, I remember and, when I was young, I ordered this like really old wrestling game. Yeah. From I don't know where, but it was on eBay. <laughs> and it took so long, I actually forgot about it. Yeah. And one day I got it in the mail and it was oh, like that's the, the best, best day of my life because I was like yeah. 10 years old and I was like, holy shit, I forgot <laughs> about this game. And like I find eight myself weeks do- later. It's like, yeah. And I find myself doing that too. I order stuff. I try to my best to order plate off places that aren't Amazon as well. And right. it is difficult though, because especially during the coronavirus and COVID, you want to support local businesses. This is completely off topic. Sure. <laughs> but it's all good. Um, it's it's difficult because Amazon has everything. How did we get here? Why are we talking about this? We were talking about conservatives and liberals. Mm. <laughs> That's a, you know what? That's not a question I can't answer. Let me ponder on it. Oh yeah, that's right. We need to take time to think about the question. So why are we talking about Amazon now? Is because well, it all started with taking time to answer don't respond to impulsiveness with impulsivity and then uh it just snowball effect right we started talking about deliveries next thing you know we're talking about (laughs) amazon prime and next thing you know we're talking about i just ordered a sweater from harry styles and it's going to come in eight weeks nice yeah i'm excited they're always the longest to ship is merch companies yeah and part of it is because it's a pre-order well that would do it so you didn't buy it you pre-ordered it yeah a bit of a difference there yeah, well, you didn't have to expose me like that. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, so it's a nice little treat people with kindness sweater. So it's just, you know, something I like to do, treat people with kindness. I think it's important. Whatever. It's mm-hmm. no big deal, though. As much as you can, yeah. Yeah, if you deserve it, right? That's another <laughs> – no, seriously. Yeah. That, that's another podcast. It's how oh. it's like everyone thinks um, that respect – should just be given no respect is earned but that's another yeah. topic mm-hmm. i'll um, shut up we, yeah it's about time we've been talking for an hour yeah shut the hell up tyke <laughs> all right wrap it up okay oh uh, yeah so that was uh that was our two cents on the subject there was there was it was really in, i mean we this like you said i didn't believe you at this start when personally i didn't believe you when you said that it was going to be extremely way deeper than the first one because the first one was already off to a to start a podcast is a big start. Uh, but this one, it was like like we we said, it's all of our all. It's we're we're trying to do it in the most objective way, but we're not perfect. So of course, there's going to be some biases here and there that maybe portray. Um. But we're trying to normalize the conversation and discussion. Notice, me and Eric have many different views on the subject, and as you've heard, we didn't yell at each other. What is that? What the hell? What just happened? Are you guys aliens? I didn't personally attack you once in an hour and ten minute conversation. I hate your t-shirt, Eric. Your hair looks unbelievably (laughs) luscious. I hate it. (laughs) I wish my hair was like that. I wish my hair looked like that. (laughs) I hate that Steven guy. (laughs) No, but seriously, guys, uh, thank you so much for tuning in. Um... Yes, it was a deep episode. We're going to get less deep as time goes on. Um, But isn't that the joy of things is the mystery of it all? It is. What's going to be the next subject? Is it going to be aliens? Is it going to be mental health? Is it going to be social media? Stay tuned. Um, We're going to be starting to be really active on our Instagram. So I really want to engage with you guys, and I really want to encourage you guys to reach out. 
uh, don't be, don't hesitate, don't be shy. Let's have a conversation. Let's hear your um, points of view on the subjects we talked about too. That's really cool, because truly, like I know you have, you know, on YouTube those Steven Crowders change my mind, and he's not really there to change his mind. Let's no. be real. <laughs> yeah, no. I'm actually here to listen. Mm-hmm. Like that's what I want to do at the end of the day. I yeah. want to expose myself to as many thoughts as possible because that's what I like doing. I like pondering on them. Mm-hmm. And I like calling out, whether it's conservatives, liberals, I just, I like calling out the faults in certain things and the way certain things go. It is what it is. That's my two cents. Steven, what do you have to say? Thank you guys for listening. It's been, it's a great episode. We dove deep into things and that's our two cents. Take care. Ciao.